Pardon the interruption, but I'm Mike Wilbon. It's National Compliment Day, Tony. You have something nice to say about anybody? Yeah. Tony Kornheiser still got it. Boom. Still got okay, it. Okay, then. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That'll be, that sounds more like National you... Self-Absorption Day. Did you think I was going to compliment you in some way? No. <laughs> Is that no, what you expected that? At all. Okay. Just so we no. know. All right. Good. Welcome to PTI, boys and girls. In today's episode, Chauncey Billups' is steam. Jim Harbaugh appears to be getting tight with the Chargers, and Tim Hasselbeck joins us for five good minutes. But we begin today with Doc Rivers taking over as coach of the Milwaukee Bucks, who yesterday fired Adrian Griffin despite his 30-13 and 13 record. Rivers won an NBA title with the Celtics, but he has also lost more playoff series with a 3-1 lead than any coach ever three. Wilbon, you love Doc Rivers. As do I. What expectations does he face in this job? Tony, look, when you make this kind of move, if you're Milwaukee, and you say 30 and 13, not good enough because we think we can win and need to win now to win and to keep our star, Giannis Antetokounmpo, from turning into James Harden or Kevin Durant or Kyrie Irving and wanting to leave, then that's the pressure of the moment. And you think you can win. You think you can go up against Boston in the East and maybe the others. Philadelphia looks good. Miami's going to look better. The Knicks look good. So the East is more interesting now than it was a week ago. But you're saying to Doc Rivers, we think we've got the goods. And Doc Rivers is saying, I think they're, the goods exist here too. You have two Hall of Fame players, Antetokounmpo and Damian Lillard, in their prime still and you think you've got all the pieces, and the team just won a championship three years ago. Boston hadn't won one that recently. Yeah. Neither has Philly. Uh, yeah. Miami's been in the finals twice, but hadn't won that recently. So that's the, that's the pressure of it. That's the reality of it. We think we can win, Doc. We think you can bring this out of us in a way that Adrian Griffin wasn't going to do. That's the bet. I agree with you. I, I, I think that the pressure on Doc Rivers is obvious, they brought him in to win a championship. And I believe that anything less than making the NBA Finals would be considered not good enough. And Doc's history works against him. Now, he won a title with the Celtics and got to the Finals two times. And that was with Garnett and Rondo and Pierce and Allen. But then in seven years with the Clippers, I believe, and three years with the Sixers, and those are good teams, he never got to the Conference Finals. He's 6-10 in Game 7s. That's more losses than any NBA coach in Game 7s ever. He's 17-33 in potential clinching games. More losses than any coach ever in the NBA. So it's not a slam dunk. Look, I think Milwaukee recognized that the players didn't want to go any further with Adrian Griffin, who had That's right, 43 That's games right. experience in the NBA. Doc Rivers, let me get the number, Mike, 1,860 regular season games. I am hoping that Milwaukee ran this idea to Antetokounmpo and to Lillard. Do you want Doc? Because if they didn't do that, they'd be crazy. And I think at 62, this is Doc's last great chance. I do. Yeah. But the pressure Tony, is obvious. I don't disagree with any of that. I would just say to you, when you have those losses in game sevens and those series, it means you've been in a lot of them. You've been in more people right. who couldn't lose that many games because you didn't get that far, and he actually did get to that That's point. Right. And I understand the recent history works against him as much as – yes, I love Doc Rivers. I've only been aware of him and rooted for him, it seems, my entire life. So I, that, let me admit my bias. But, Tony, 
I think that, and I'm going to make this analogy, that Giannis has some of the energy, not the same playing style, the energy that Kevin Garnett had and brought to that Celtics team, which did win a championship with Doc Rivers coaching and got to game seven as well. And they lost one of those when Kendrick Perkins was out, injured. But I, look, it gives them, Milwaukee, Tony, the best chance this year I think they can have. And it is not a slam dunk because the East is suddenly a lot stronger than it looked again even a week ago. Let's move to the Blazers protesting the result of last night's two-point loss to the Thunder. Portland coach Chauncey Billups feels officials should have granted him a timeout. That he was clearly trying to call just before Malcolm Brogdon was whistled for that double dribble with 15 seconds left. Billups' reaction earned him two texts and the automatic ejection. Tone, do you like Chauncey's case for an appeal here? No, I don't. Number one, the referee didn't see him when he was trying to call timeout. He didn't see Chauncey Billups doing that. Number two, Malcolm Brogdon did double dribble, and the ref calls that. And then Chauncey goes crazy, and he gets teed up by one ref, and then he goes out on the court, which you can't do, and gets teed up by another ref. And so now he's tossed. Now there's a foul shot. Now Oklahoma City ties the game. So, no, I don't like his chances. I understand his feeling. His feeling is I've got a timeout. Referees know how many timeouts we have left. They should have somehow anticipated I was going to call a timeout. But the referee has his back to him. He doesn't have eyes in the back of his head, Mike. So, no, I, I don't like his chances. Tom, I'm only going to disagree with you. The scenario you paint, I, I'm, I'm with you, except that you know the officials have these conversations with coaches during timeouts, the previous one, or stop and play, or just walking down the sideline, and they can hear him. He knows Chauncey Billups' voice, and I'm not going to get on the officials. I'm not saying the officials blew anything. Look, the, the techs are deserved once you, you do all the things Chauncey did. Yeah. The technical fouls deserve. Yeah. And he's going to have to pay the fines. I, I got no problem with all that. The timeout should have been granted. It should have been granted. My man Billy Kennedy was the crew chief, and he was not the referee in question that should have heard or sensed, not sensed. He can see. There's some peripheral vision. You know Chauncey Billups is trying to call timeout. It should have been granted. That's where I'm going to go there. It's a tough time for Portland. And I understand Chauncey's frustrations. You know, they right there with Detroit are, you know, probably the worst team in the league, at least by record. And Chauncey's trying to fight his way out of that with a young team that's rebuilding. It's a tough way to go. Are they going to uphold the protest the league? No, they're not. But I understand no. Chauncey. Portland's a bad team. Portland's 12 and 31. Yeah. Bad breaks happen to bad teams. They do, man. That's how they it works. Do. You've seen it for years. We yeah. move on to NFL coaching openings, one of which is the Los Angeles Chargers. Jim Harbaugh is said to be zeroing in on this job. Well, man, you wanted Harbaugh to coach the Bears, but that job never opened. So do the Chargers feel like the right job at the right time for Harbaugh? Why not? You got a terrific quarterback just entering his prime, just 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 walking into it. And you got a couple of Hall of Famers on defense and Bosa and Mack. My goodness. I mean, you got Eklund, you got you got players on both sides of the ball. Yes, you have a fan base that is not you know, crazy with expectations like all the nutcases who are around the Dallas Cowboys all the time. You don't have that. I mean, so I think this is a a terrific situation for the Chargers and Harbaugh. Why wouldn't you want to go coach that group? The cupboard is not bare. You're also following a coach 
who was an eccentric, if, if, if that would be the mildest case I paint of him, an eccentric and did not maximize that team's potential physically, yes, terrific place for Harbaugh to land. Yeah, I'm going to say that honestly I'm sorry if he's leaving Michigan because it's his alma mater and he just won a national championship. And I think that they would hold him there forever. But he's been playing footsie with the NFL for quite some yeah, time, time now. Time um, and there, and there, you know, all of the residue from investigations into sign stealing and illegal recruiting, maybe that persuades him to go now. Time There's to still go. adjudications in that, possibly. So if you're going to leave at the right time, you leave after you've given them a national championship. In yes. terms of the Chargers, I agree with you. That's the only opening with a good quarterback because I'm not prepared to say that Bryce Hall is yet an NFL good quarterback in Carolina. Harbaugh played Bryce quarterback Bryce in college, yeah. played it in the pros. Bryce Young, what did I say? I apologize if I got it wrong. Um, uh, he played quarterback. He knows quarterbacks. He Mike, does. look at his record in the NFL and in college. He seems to be a step or two ahead of the other fellas. Like, if yeah. you get a good quarterback, you can win this thing. You can actually win it. Let's take a break. Coming up, the Chiefs offense looked good against the Bills, but what challenges do the Ravens pose? We're going to ask Tim Hasselbeck. And we're also going to ask him whether he'd rather have Dan Campbell biting kneecaps or Kyle Shanahan as his coach, his coach, yeah. this Sunday. And by the way, Tone, it's time to leave Michigan. It's time to go. It's over there. And the no. Pardon the Interruption is presented by Grey Goose. Vibla Vodka. Please sip responsibly. Part of happy hour. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. The NFL schedule drops this week, and you can be there to catch all the action, live and in person, with Vivid Seats. Experience every touchdown, every tackle, and every eye-popping play of your favorite team. And to kick it off, Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN, is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code PTI. That's code PTI. Download the app or visit vividseats.com today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. Welcome back to Pardon the Interruption, presented by Grey Goose, part of Happy Hour. To get more insight into this weekend's conference championship games, let us probe ESPN NFL analyst Tim Hasselbeck. We'll start with this. The Chiefs offense looked as good as it has all year when they played Buffalo. They really did. Do you expect that to continue, though, against the Ravens and that defense? Yeah, Tony, I don't expect it to just kind of be a continuation of improvement. I don't. And part of that is 
when you look at the Bills, they gave up 14 rushing touchdowns this year. The Ravens, just six. Like, the Ravens are a hard team to run the football against, hard team to score by running the football against. And the receiver struggles that we saw all year from Kansas City, I think they're real. And I think they could show up in the postseason against a defense like Baltimore. Tim, let's flip this for a second and, and look at the Chiefs' defense, which really has been the strength of the team most of the season, not the offense. How do you see or what do you expect from that defense against Lamar Jackson and what he wants to do? Yeah, you know, it, it has been the strength of their team. They've been a defensive-led team all year. Look, I think it's Lamar Jackson, okay? And Lamar Jackson is going to play well, I believe, in this game with this offense because I think they're a much better passing offense than they've been. All that to say, I do think you have to give some credit to Kansas City because of the speed they have on that side of the ball. Like when you look at guys like Willie Gay and Karloftis and Drew Tranquil, like they have guys in the second level that can run. And I think that's important when you're trying to defend a team like Baltimore in the threat of the quarterback run. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll stay on quarterbacks, but move to the NFC for a second. Brock Purdy is getting all this criticism, it seems to me, Tim, from a variety of places and sources. But when a game was on the line last week, the guy goes six of seven and they win the game I mean, where are you on Purdy and not just last week's performance, but on Purdy in general? Yeah, so here's what one, I think he's a tremendous player. And then last week's performance, I would say, on that final drive, Mike, like he made three really good plays on the final drive. Two throws and a scramble that were really good. Now I would say this, and I'm and saying this as a guy that's roughly his size and dealt with some of the issues that I think he deals with and when conditions aren't great. I thought the wet ball really bothered him a week ago. I thought he had a really hard time controlling it, and that's why he was inaccurate. That's why he missed a lot of throws, admittedly so. And guys like that, and you saw him fooling with the glove and then taking the glove off, some guys don't handle conditions as well as others. Josh Allen's going to handle it different than a guy that's the size of Brock Purdy. He just is. I, again, I've lived it. And so I do think that where am I? He's a great player. Conditions are going to affect him more than other guys. I just wanted to ask on a personal level. I assume you identify with Brock Purdy. I say your career, you were an undrafted guy who got into the league. He's the last <laughs> guy drafted, if I'm not mistaken. When you look at him, do you say, I'm rooting for him because he's like me? Hey, Tony, no question. I, I definitely love the story of the guy not drafted or super late. Like, I love that. Like, all those first-rounders, guys that have hair, like, they all think they're so cool. You know what I mean? Like, give me the guy that had to overcome something. You know what I'm talking about? So, yeah, I do root for guys like that. Uh, and I do think that there's an element, truthfully, like, when guys that are not 6'5", big, huge mitts for hands, like, it's a different game than it is, you know, for those guys. Well, I'm going to go for a second to the other way, the other extreme, if you will, to ask you about Lamar Jackson and the pressure that's on him. How, Tim, if at all, do you see that pressure on Lamar Jackson, as great as he is and has been? You know, he's won this one playoff game this year, but obviously one and three coming in. Do you see that affecting him? Do you think it does? Yeah, I think that's one of those things like you don't know till you know. Like we, But like I think he's made of the right stuff to say like, hey, can he be big in the moment? 
Yeah, and I think his game uh, speaks to being big in the right moment because it's not just one thing that he's great at. He's great at so many things. And I would say this. I think it's probably the healthiest that he's ever been at this point in the season, and it's also the best passer that he's ever been in his career at this point in the season with a supporting cast that's great. So my expectations are all this pressure, sure, but I think that he'll deliver under the pressure. All right, we will get you out of here on this, and we'll talk about coaches. Dan Campbell, who's not biting any kneecaps this year, appears to be an exceptional motivator. And Kyle Shanahan is a whiz with X's and O's. As a player, which coach would you rather be playing for in an elimination game? Well, here's what I would say. As a quarterback, you always want the X's and O's guy. Like, you want a guy that has the answer. Like, that's naturally, like, the first inclination. It's like, we have a, hey, can we pick up that blitz? Like, okay, yeah. Now, I would say this. I grew up, I grew up in a football family. Like, my dad played for Bill Parcells. Like, the reality is, is like, I think how I was raised, like, I love it. Like, I love his success. I love his grit. I love his toughness. And I love that the per- his personality is showing up in his team. Yeah. Like, that to me is awesome. Like, and when you have a coach that literally believes and cares for you like he does, I think every player, quarterback, kicker, defensive lineman, whatever, I think guys love that. Thank you, Tim. Pleasure yeah, to have you. you. Thank appreciate you. Appreciate it, man. Thanks a lot. Cool. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Let's take one last break still to come. The Baseball Hall of Fame has three new members. Do they all deserve to be there? I was thinking there might be a couple of more members. And Carlos Alcaraz bows out of the Australian Open, Tony. Thought he'd be, like, stringing together some slams. Not right now. I saw that this Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more More than than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C. Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Pardon the Interruption is presented by Grey Goose. Vive la vodka. Please sip responsibly. Part of happy hour. Happy time, people. Happy 38th birthday, Sean McVay. No longer the youngest head coach in the NFL now that 37-year-old Gerard Mayo got the New England job. But McVay was hired as head coach of Los Angeles Rams when he was 30. 
He's the grandson of John McVay, who was general manager of the 49ers when they were great with him and Bill Walsh. So Sean McVay was around the NFL when he was a little kid, absorbing it. He was an offensive assistant at Tampa Bay in 2008. Later, he went to Washington as an assistant when Kyle Shanahan was the offensive coordinator. He has taken the Rams to two Super Bowls and won one. Rams were 5-12 in 2022. They rebounded to 10-7 and this season, making the playoffs. And McVay's record there is 70-45. and Tony, Kyle Shanahan, like McVay, was around the NFL as a little kid, too. Because his father, yep. Mike, was yep. doing stuff like, oh, winning a couple of championships yep. with John Elway. So, yes, Kyle Shanahan. These things are not coincidences. Like when you look on the other side, another sport in basketball, and look at the Steph Currys and Klay Thompsons, and you're like, oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, these guys know what's going on since they were little, little tots. Speaking of basketball, happy anniversary, Carmelo Anthony. On this day 10 years ago, Carmelo scored a career high, a Knicks franchise high, and a record in the new Madison Square Garden, 62 points in a win over Charlotte. Carmelo went 23 of 35 from the floor, made six threes and 10 free throws, and grabbed 13 rebounds. This may have been Carmelo's NBA highlight, but the highlight of his basketball career is likely his NCAA championship in 2003 as a freshman at Syracuse. Carmelo never got as far as the NBA Finals as a pro. Carmelo has a podcast called 7 p.m. in Brooklyn. Yeah. Really, who doesn't have a podcast? I mean, I have a I podcast. Don't. But Carmelo certainly looks like he's enjoying himself in those tequila commercials. He does. I love it when you would in the garden when it was Carmelo Anthony. I love that. People like you cheated him out of Rookie of the Year. I voted for him. It wasn't a forecast of who was going to be greater, him or LeBron. He was Rookie of the Year, robbed of that. And Carmelo Anthony, oh, by the way, Wilt, of course, scored 73 in the Old Garden because the answer to every scoring record is Wilt. It's Wilt. It's Wilt. It's Wilt. Sure. Say it, Happy trails to the wait for Cooperstown for three players. Adrian Beltre, Joe Maurer, and Todd Helton were elected into the Hall of Fame yesterday. Beltre and Maurer made it on their first try, Helton on his sixth. Beltre was named on 95% of the ballots. He's known mostly for his work at third base in Texas. He had 3,166 hits, 477 homers. He's one of only four players ever with at least 3,000 hits, 400 homers, and five gold gloves. Maurer won three batting titles in Minnesota as a catcher. He's the only catcher to ever do that. He joins Johnny Bench and Pudge Rodriguez as the only first ballot Hall of Fame catchers. Helton batted 316 over 17 seasons. As a first baseman in Colorado, he won three gold gloves and a batting title. Tony, those guys are so, 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 so deserving. But I thought Gary Sheffield might get in, and I guess this was his last time. I hate to see that because I thought Sheff was deserving as well. Let us go to the big finish. The Oilers scored three in the third to beat the Blue Jackets. Extend their heater to 14 in a row. How long do you see this going on? Man, 17 is the record, Tony. The Mario Lemieux Penguins back in the 90s. Uh, Maybe it goes to 17 or 18. That would be so cool. Joe Barry out as defensive coordinator of the Packers. Vic Fangio out with the Dolphins. Your thoughts? Fangio is reported to be ready to go to Philadelphia Eagles. I I guess I'm sort of surprised about the Packers. I thought they'd keep everybody. Carlos Alcaraz out of the Australian Open. You disappointed? Yes, but, I mean, Zverev is the top ten player, and he beat him in four sets. It's hard to, you know, say that was a bad loss. Coco Golf, Sabalenka in the semis, 3.30 a.m. Eastern time. That's early out here. I'm going to be watching. Are you? 
It's early everywhere. I'll get there by five. Last one, Chet Holmgren and Wemby tonight. I'll bet you're excited. Yes, those guys don't like each other. Plain don't. That's, that's a nice rivalry buddy, Tony. Could be real big in the future. We're out of time. We will try and do better the next time. I'm Tony Kornheiser. And I'm Mike Wilbon. Same time tomorrow, knuckleheads. Two countdowns tonight, Tony. One on ESPN, one on ABC. You should watch. Stephen A. and I and Bob Myers and Malika, we may scream at Where you is over the telly. Not early. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.